are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss alongside Ulysses Sembrano, and we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked on Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Rays. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it is where the game starts. Um, speaking of advertisements, if you'd like to advertise with the show or sponsor the show, or have the show come out for a live remote broadcast or multiple live remote broadcasts, just shoot us an email, lockdownrays at gmail.com. Again, that is lockdownrays at gmail.com. And I suppose you could also DM uh, Ulysses or I on Twitter, Instagram, et cetera, if you're interested in advertising or sponsoring the Locked on Rays podcast. All right, we have... A fun series of episodes this week as today, tomorrow, and Wednesday will be joined by Grant Witherspoon, who is a fast-rising prospect in the Tampa Bay Rays organization, killing it for AA Montgomery. I mean, the numbers are absolutely insane. I would not be surprised if uh, he warrants a call-up to AAA uh, in the near future. It would not surprise me at all. Um, so we'll run portions of that interview again today, tomorrow and Wednesday. But before we get to that, uh, do want to briefly recap what was a very, very, very frustrating series versus the Baltimore Orioles, where you would think that the Rays scoring six runs on Friday, Saturday and Sunday would warrant more than a win. But that of course didn't happen as, uh, it was rough. It was rough. And I got to tell you this, in watching or seeing highlights of those games, I think the Orioles might be a little bit better than expected coming into the season. At the very least, I think they've got a little bit more moxie and passion and are a little bit more rejuvenated with the promotion of top-catching prospect Adley Rushman, who, um, again, I, I got some some feedback on Twitter and some jokes and prodding back and forth about the Orioles fan base, giving him a standing ovation in his MLB debut. Look, I've turned a corner on that. I'm okay with it. Uh, especially an organization like the Orioles that have been clamoring for something to root for, cheer for, get excited about. And if it takes a call up of Adley Rushman to rejuvenate the fan base and the team a little bit. Okay. I get it. I just wish that, more prospects, not just top prospects, were giving the standing O for making the the major leagues. I wish you know every every player that makes his major league debut would get some sort of clap or or applause or standing ovation. But again, we don't necessarily live in that world. So I think Adley Rushman getting the call up and some other top prospects that might eventually get the call up for the Orioles might switch things around for them. I don't think they're going to be a 500 team, but I think they're going to ruffle some feathers a little bit and upset some teams like they did the Tampa Bay Rays, where again, uh, there were multiple things to not like about this series. There, there were some things to like certainly about the series on the, the Rays standpoint, but 
big picture, they lost two of three against the Orioles at Camden Yards, and they use nine pitchers on Friday and nine pitchers on Sunday, and uh, they lost, you know, walk-off, extra inning fashion, not very good. So, and then we hear the news about Wander Franco getting banged up, Andrew Kittredge coming to the IL. So it's not uh, not a great situation to be in if you're a Rays fan. Again, still a long season. I don't think we need to overreact or go crazy or freak out, but there are some concerns definitely. And and I think one of those is sooner rather than later, the, the Rays have to get some help on the pitching staff, whether that's through the starter variety, the the bulk variety or the one inning reliever variety. They need some of these injured pitchers to come back and come back in a hurry. I would think because I, um, I just don't have a lot of confidence whenever the Rays roll out right now. Anyway, Ryan Thompson, Matt Whistler and, uh, Ralph Garza jr. No fault to them. It's just, you know, it, be better if you had a vintage Nick Anderson and a Pete Fairbanks and a JT Chagua and the list goes on and on. And, and you wish that some of the starters could go a little bit deeper in a game. So it's, um, that's, that's a frustrating thing. And also, um, I, I hate to bring this up, but I have to bring it up. Randy Rosarena is incredibly, incredibly talented, but also incredibly incredibly frustrating. He's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And I guess it just took him facing the Orioles to get heated up offensively, which he did. If you look at his numbers now, his, his OPS is up, his average is up, his power numbers are up and that's all great, but man, uh, he'll make a terrific, terrific play offensively or defensively, and then make the biggest boneheaded, mistake or error that you will ever see. And we saw a lot of that back and forth from Randy over the course of this series. He's like got to, to transform into a different sport. He's like a running back that, you know, in a game rushed for 150 yards and two touchdowns, but also had three fumbles. He's like a basketball player that scored 25 points and had 10 assists, but also had eight turnovers. Like, man, you make a great diving play and then a relatively routine ball, you don't run out to catch or you drop the ball literally multiple times over the course of this series. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what to do or what to think right now with Randy Rosarina and elephant in the room. Most of his damage, most of his damage last year or a large portion of his damage that led to him winning rookie of the year at 26 years old and it being his third stint in the big leagues, he played in 2019, 2020, and then 2021. And then one rookie of the year was against the Orioles. He batted like 400 something had like darn near half of his home runs on the season against the lowly Orioles. And I guess that that theme is continuing where he does most of his damage against one team and then is so, so against basically the, the rest of the teams out there. So yeah, um, I guess it's good that the Rays have an off day to lick their wounds a little bit before the awkward, odd two-game series, Citrus Series versus uh, the Miami Marlins, which we'll preview on Tuesday's show before we get to a uh, continuation of our interview with Grant Witherspoon. But um, for those of you that don't know much about Grant, he's not necessarily rated as a top prospect, but again, he just keeps grinding and plugging away and getting better. And he, I mean, 
again, his numbers are really, really good right now. And he does a lot of really good things. And he was a fourth round pick several years ago out of Tulane. So he's a talented ball player. I'll just, I'll just put it like that. And he's a, he's a fun guy to talk to. Very smart guy. He, he majored in chemical engineering in college, originally from Colorado. Uh, again, played college ball at Tulane, got drafted by the Rays. He's got a really, really interesting story and interesting background as well. So hopefully you all uh, enjoy that interview over the next three days. Uh, before we begin that interview, we have to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar has a new creation, and this one, believe it or not, is better than ever. It's called the Brownie Batter Puff. Yeah, you heard me right. This puff, this Brownie Batter Puff, takes protein bars to a whole new level. And guess what? They're available right now on Built.com. Puffs are a chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. Yeah, that's right. Delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate with 140 calories, 17 grams protein, and 7 grams sugar. Brownie batter puffs are the perfect pick-me-up for any day. Uh, Did I mention? Yeah, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, and they are made with collagen protein, which, by the way, your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So, Go get you some brownie batter puff. Go to built, uh, Built.com. Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, the numerals 1-5, and that'll get you 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. We have a very special guest, and that is Grant Witherspoon, who is a Tampa Bay Rays position player prospect and killing it with double a Montgomery grant. Thank you for joining us. Really appreciate the time today. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Well, we're recording this on a Saturday grant. So for those, um, uh, listeners that uh, will be enjoying this interview, can you walk us through a, a normal weekend for grant? What are, what are you up to? Are you a Netflix guy? You're reading a lot. Are you working out? What, what's a normal weekend for you? Uh, without baseball or with baseball? Off, off field, off the field. Off yes. the field. Um, I'll just, I like, uh, when I'm at home, I'll go on like, a, I like going on hikes and being outside. And then, uh, I like Netflix, um, play some PlayStation, um, and then just, uh, just hang out with friends and always, I'm always checking my, uh, NFTs. NFTs. There we go. Big be- into the NFTs. Love it. Yeah. A um, couple things there. What's your go-to Netflix show or series? Um, my favorite one, uh, probably my go-to right now is Ozark. That's what we've been watching. But uh, we need to commit to it. We need. We always just turn on and stop watching it. So we kind of paused it. But that's the one we've been watching. Okay. What about number two? Because I've not gotten into Ozark, so I'm trying to find some. It's on my list, but same here. I haven't gotten. I haven't committed yet, but it's on the list. Um, they, they, the they had the Office on there, but they took it off. I don't know why, okay. but that that's my favorite yeah. show of all time, probably. Well, we can we get on board with that because we're big <laughs> Office fans. So you guys yes. are, yeah. Let's go. Oh, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, okay. Well, well. Even though those weekends do sound like a lot of fun, um, it's been a lot of fun for you in 2022 on the field. 
I mean, you are hitting 336. You have a 924 OPS, five bombs already. You were named player of the week. I always want to kind of um, dissect the mind of someone who has been doing so well in that week. What are you? Are you a meticulous, superstitious person, or do you go every day just like, it's a new one, and it, it doesn't matter what I did yesterday? No, I'm not superstitious really at all. I just guess I just come try to come to the field like um, with the same plan, I guess, every day. But I, I don't have any superstitions. It was just like that week was just like I, I'm not getting beat today. Like I'm not getting beat in this at bat and then just did that like every at bat. Uh, but but yeah, that's 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 what I have. And as Ulysses alluded to, you are on a tear this season, particularly offensively what has been the change this year compared to previous years in the minor leagues i mean i i'm fully expecting some sort of news report that hey grant witherspoon's getting called up to triple a before long so what is going on that allows you to have a, a 924 ops so far this season hitting home runs stealing bases batting 336 just what do you is, is there a major change that you made in the off season or or a focal point that has allowed you to really thrive so far this year uh, no, it's not a major change. Um, I I pride myself in like coming back better every year, so I think that I've just kind of continued to do that, just get better every year. Um, but then I feel like here I'm I've been hitting uh, off speed better, um, kind of those like get me over pitches that are like down the middle that in the past I would take. I, like I'm trying to swing at and drive those, so um, that's definitely a big change. But um, yeah, just I didn't really make any changes in the off season. Just I ended the season well last year, so I kind of wanted to just stick with that. Uh, but, but yeah. Every year, you you we have seen the numbers keep improving everywhere, every every step of the way. Uh, is that a an improvement on the workout regimen, or is it more you have now started to learn how to read scouting reports better, look at video a little bit better? Like, what is the 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 preparation like that it it, it has seen improvement every year in and out with your numbers? I think it's just like I go into the off season, like I'm trying to. I know that what I've been doing like hasn't been good enough, so like. I'm always I'm a guy who goes and works out all the time and 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 hits all the time, but I feel like it's just like um, just like the over time it just kind of hopefully just builds on itself. Um, um, I forgot the second part of the question, but well, the, the scouting reports, so looking at video and 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 the pictures, studying pictures, has that gotten easier with time? Oh yeah, like I I wasn't a really a huge baseball guy, so like I like before um, pro ball, like I only played one um, one summer baseball. That I went to the Cape Cod and just played there. So I think that just having more experience, just like having a plan against the pitcher and like seeing what he's throwing, um, watching the video. Um, I'll, I'll come before we come to the park. We watch the video of the guys online, um, and then just kind of building a plan of off those guys. And then um, you can just see the data in the dugout of what he's throwing. Like it'll be a live update of like, what's his horizontal, what's his vertical, what's his velo. And then we'll kind of just go off of that. Like you can kind of picture the pitch coming in your head. This is in game. Yeah. 
it's like allowed um, with like TrackMan. They let you have like the, an iPad and then dugout and like up every pitch. That's very cool. That's very cool. And and speaking of that, kind of obviously, Grant, you're on a tremendous tear so far this year, but there's some studs in that dugout, especially offensively. There, there's Greg Jones, there's Curtis Mead, there's Austin Shinton. Does it help at all to be able to play with those guys who are also very talented players? And can you kind of take some tips from and, and, and talk to those guys and, and get into the mind of, of a pitcher or, or what the other team is doing? Like how much does having so many talented ball players on a single club help you thrive as well. Yeah. It's also kind of like, it like drives you when you have like a lot of good guys around you. So like maybe if you didn't have that high level of talent on the team, you could, um, some people may just get like kind of go through the motions, but I feel mm-hmm. like we have so many good guys like in the dugout in Montgomery, like, and our hitters, it's kind of just like, all right, like the standard needs to be like here. So but yeah, it's really fun to watch um, all those guys. A lot of talented guys, for sure. Do you all ever discuss the possibility of if your team, your Montgomery team, as it's built right now, played a Triple A team or a big league team, how you all would stack up or fare against them? Do you ever have those conversations where it's like, man, we're a pretty good group. I think we could, you know, maybe go toe to toe with the uh, Orioles or Tigers or something like that in a in a three, five, seven game series. No, we don't really talk like that, but um, I know some people may like to think that, but it's it's probably a, a big jump to the big leagues, but I feel like everyone's just trying to, like, do what they can, like, to fill in their holes that they need so that they can get there. So you don't really do any comparing like that, I guess. But yeah, obviously you want to play, like, at the high, next level up, and you think, like, oh, how would I do or whatever, but... I guess you're just trying to more focus on what you need to do to like have success there, you know? And and speaking of that, what are you looking to improve this season and beyond to get to triple a and get to the big leagues? Is there anything that the coaching staff has told you or that, you know, internally that you need to work on to, to make that next step and make that next level? I mean, I guess one of the you know, the challenging things about being a prospect in the Rays organization is that there's so many other talented players and it's tough to get that opportunity. So I guess, does that really drive you to say, man, I got to get really, really good to get that opportunity to play for the Rays or, or some other team maybe? Yeah, a hundred percent. It's kind of like, sometimes you think about like, if you were in another organization, you may be like a bigger deal, but like, I feel like the only thing that we can do is like push, like, like say like, like I said before, like what we've been doing is not good enough. Like what I've been doing isn't good enough. So like, mm-hmm. it's only like, if you don't like go as hard as you can to, to kind of improve, then you're, you may just get stuck, you know? So, um, yeah. And building off of that a little bit, do you ever look at prospect rankings on fan graphs or MLB.com or baseball America, baseball prospectus to see, where you're being ranked or how you're being talked about compared to others. I didn't know how much you read the tea leaves and read the press clippings about what you are doing or what other players in the organization are doing or or how you all are perceived as a group. Yeah, I'll go on Twitter and I'll look at our um, top 30 prospects, but um, I would like to get on that list because I'm not on the top 30, but um, I mean, it, it doesn't really matter, but like, I mainly just stay on Twitter and I, I kind of know who's in the top prospects I would say. And 
um, definitely like motivating to try to um, climb the ladder on that. But um, but yeah. Let, let's go back uh, to a comment that you mentioned about uh, only playing one time in the summer for baseball. What, what's your earliest baseball memory? How old were you? Who introduced baseball to you? How did this love for the game start? Um, well, I, I don't remember this one, but I grew up um, like my parents would always take me to uh, Rockies games in, in Colorado. And they said that the first game that they took me to, um, like a home run landed like in my diaper bag. So they were like, oh, this guy's <laughs> probably going to be a baseball player. Um, but I, I guess first time playing, I would, like we had a park across the street from my house. So my, my dad and I would go over there and um, just being a little kid, just playing with him all the time. So my dad and- kind of like like grew my love for baseball. Even though he wasn't super big into baseball himself, I think he, I don't know why he did it, but like I always loved it. How long were you into baseball where you're like, okay, I'm not just like good, but I'm, I'm really good above my, my, my peers. How old were you when, when that realization came to you? Probably, um, like even like my senior year of col- or, uh, high school, I was like, I was good. It's just like I had barely. That was when I like committed to baseball. So like, that was when I was like, all right, I, I can play in college, or like I know I can play in college and probably play D one. And then, um, even going into college, I didn't really have like, I, I just had like no ego, I guess, with like as far as like draft status because I'd never talked to any scouts or anything, and so. Like I kind of saw my freshman year that we had a couple guys on the team who got drafted pretty high and um, kind of saw all the scouts and all the everything. And I was like, yeah, I want to do that. Like <laughs> I want to leave after junior year. So that was probably when I like thought that I had a chance for long term. And in high school, you, I read, I don't know if this is true, but you, that you played not only center field, but also first base and you were a pitcher too. Uh, mm-hmm. do you ever miss being on the mound? What were your pitches? What were you featuring? Can you tell us a little bit of Grant Witherspoon, the high school pitcher? Yeah, I miss pitching. Uh, I pitched twice in college as well. I was like a closer and then my arm kind of like, uh, that could, my arm can't handle that, but I mm-hmm. threw probably a max effort, um, two seamer and then uh, a lot of changeups and then a, <laughs> okay. a bad, bad curveball <laughs> or slider or whatever. But I, Yeah, the changeup was my pitch. Changeup and fastball. All right. Thank you for making the Locked on Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked on MLB podcast. If you want to advertise with the Locked on Rays podcast, just shoot us an email, lockedonrays at gmail.com, or send us a Twitter, Instagram DM. That is fine as well. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we will talk to you tomorrow.